God wants us to be a church that is led by the Holy Spirit, that, uh, that the Holy Spirit has the opportunity and the invitation to be in charge of everything that we do and everything that we are. We are made up of, in this church, a, a variety of people, a variety of personalities and a variety of experiences. Some backgrounds are very different. Uh, we have a lot of people from different gifting, and the only force really that can bring together us as the United Church is the Holy Spirit. And oh, how we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to bring us all closer to Him and to be the church that God wants us to be. Really, the only force that can can make you and I into men and women of God. And what God wants for us is the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we're wandering around and weak. So today, we're, we continue to focus on the importance and the meaning of the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit means in my life and in your life and in our lives as God's people. The very presence of God, God's Holy Spirit, the very presence full-time in our lives and in the heart of every person who's a believer and calls out to Him. The Holy Spirit of God is available. The Holy Spirit of God is speaking to us and speaking in our lives and helping us if we will be able to listen and respond and seek and hungry. Jesus said, blessed are those that, that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be filled God will fill those that are hungry and seeking today. This morning, my mind is about the importance and the meaning of being a church that is led by God's Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. The Holy Spirit, Jesus said, would come and remind us of everything that Jesus said and everything that Jesus did. One of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to speak to us and and uh, help us to remember the words of Jesus and remember the spirit of Jesus. Remember the importance of what Jesus did and Jesus said. And, and this morning, as we listen to the Holy Spirit, we realize that he really is a great teacher. There's so many voices I talked about last week that speak to us in our lives. But God's Holy Spirit wants to speak to us and draw us by his spirit. Today, I'm Thankful for the Holy Spirit that reminds us, bringing us the fullness of Jesus and the fullness of God. If you want to know what Jesus is saying to you, quiet yourselves before the Holy Spirit that is here to speak to you. And he will show you what's right in the path that he wants you to go. I believe it's like the, the Holy Spirit is right on the, the front step of our lives and our houses and he's right there, and he's ready for us to open the door and ask and listen and seek him. And when we do, that Holy Spirit is so quick to show us what is right and what is best. He is our teacher. The Holy Spirit is also our helper. He helps us with so many things in our lives. He already knows our lives. I mean, he knows our challenges. He knows our future, and, and he knows what's What's going to happen? And he knows the plan that God the Father has seen since the day we were born. And, and he wants to help us to find that. 
to find his good and perfect will. He knows the mind of the Lord. The Holy Spirit knows the mind of the Lord so that he can see our future and help us to find it. Turn with me if you have a Bible, you want to follow along, or you have your phone, or you want to use the Bible that's in the the rack in front of you, or listen to these beautiful words from the book of Ephesians chapter 3 as we read about the role and the importance and the meaning of the Holy Spirit. There's so many passages that tell us about the importance of the Holy Spirit, and this is another of those beautiful places that are there. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14 This is a prayer that the Apostle Paul wrote when he wrote the letter to the church of Ephesus. He wrote down a prayer that he had for the church. I believe this is a prayer that Paul had for those specific people, many of who... Uh, of those people that he knew personally that lived in the city of Ephesus and were a part of that early strong church. And, and it's a prayer that Paul prays, and it's so real for us today. And it's real in our lives. Listen to the prayer of Paul, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. It says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that being rooted and established in love, you may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is a work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. What a beautiful prayer that Paul captures when he writes this down. This prayer is for every Christian. This prayer is for every Christian, whether you're at the very beginning point of trusting Jesus and turning to him as you hear that Jesus died for your sins and loves you and has something great for your life, and all the way up to the time that you've been a Christian a long time and you're looking forward to heaven and and stepping into eternity. Everywhere in between, this prayer has something, I believe, to say to you from the heart of God. I mean, Paul captured, he heard, he knew in his heart these deep things of God and And he prays it for the church. He really prays it for you and I. He is a prayer. He he gives this prayer as a a hope and a health to the church. And, And of the solid promises of God to us through his Holy Spirit in our lives. There are four things especially about God's Holy Spirit that I want to mention from this reading and this prayer of Paul. Number one, we are reminded of the glorious riches that God has for us. What a term, glorious riches. Paul says that I pray that out of God's greatness, out of God's amazing greatness, you'll experience the glorious riches that God has for you. That's how God sees you. God wants to bless you. God wants to give you such a a hope and a good life and a blessing in your life. God has that for you. And Paul says, I pray that you're going to find the glorious riches of God. 
So many people don't understand the blessings that God has for them. They may see God as being a, a sergeant or God as being someone who is impersonal. But Paul reminds us of how personally God cares about us and every single one of us individually. God sees us and holds us in his glorious riches. And he says, I pray that you will, will sense that and feel that. I pray that out of his glorious riches, out of the wonder of who God is, that you will feel that help and that strength and that goodness in your life. Think of how magnificent God is. Think of an eternal, creative, powerful God who made you. Think of that kind of God. And Paul says, out of all of that wonder of who God is, I, I pray for you that you'll receive that. You'll receive those glorious riches out of his God's glorious riches. He wants to strengthen you. God wants your life, your spiritual life, and your faith to be strong. He wants to, to help you. He wants to strengthen you. It reminds me of, of the hymn that uh, we have sung many times. I, I turned to it earlier yesterday. It's hymn number 101 in our hymn book, and it says, He giveth more grace. Just want you to to listen to how the hymn writer captures this idea that God has riches for you and he wants you to have it in your heart and your spirit and your soul. He giveth more grace when the burdens go greater. He sendeth more strength when the labors increase. To added affliction, he addeth his mercy to multiplied trials, his multiplied peace. Verse 2 says, When we have exhausted our store of endurance... When our strength has failed ere the day is half done, when we reach the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's full giving has only begun. Oh, God's full giving has only begun. If we listen to Him and seek Him, He wants to give us out of His glorious riches and He wants to fill our inner being. He wants to go to the deepest places of who we are. God understands the deep needs that we have, and he wants to take his, his spirit deep down into who we are, into the hardest places, into the most challenging places of our life and our relationships and our faith. And God wants to go into that deep place with who he is. God just doesn't want a surface relationship. It's not like God wants to put a, a chain around our wrist and then kind of we're drug along life, you know, to, to, to honor him and serve him. God wants a, a relationship of closeness. He loves you. He cares deeply about your life and everything about it. He wants to touch the inner being of who you are. He wants to keep reaching out to understand you. And there he wants in that place for the very spirit of Christ himself to be in you and, and to dwell in you, the indwelling of Jesus. I notice the place that God wants to strengthen each one of us is that inner being deep down where it makes a difference. Listen one more time to these words. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. In that place where you need it. God knows where you need it. God is not silent to understand what your heart feels. And what your life is. He understands. And he wants Christ to be able to go into that place. And dwell there. So that your thoughts and your mind and your heart. Will sense the wonder of Jesus. And, and his purpose and his, his love. This is about the incredible love of God. 
that we will know his love. His love will be more than just these words, but we will understand the relationship that God wants us to have with him. That we would get a deep sense of God's love so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Paul's praying this. Remember, Paul is praying for the church that we would sense the Holy Spirit that way. We would see the Holy Spirit that way. When we use the term Holy Spirit, we realize this is God himself. And he wants to be inside of me and he wants to help me. He wants to bless me. He wants to show me his beauty and and his wonder and his great love. All of this so that we will be filled to the measure of the fullness of God, verse 19, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God, that there's somehow that God wants to keep pouring in you so that you're filled up with His Spirit, so that when you're jostled, what will come out will be God's Spirit. When you're beaten by the world, what will come out is that God's Spirit inside of you that is renewing you, filled to the measure of the fullness of God, to understand His, his love. You have this, this great description, together with all of God's holy people, to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. Oh, that we would understand that love that Christ has for us. If you understand the love of Jesus, then you'll be drawn to him. When you really see how much God loves you and he cares about you, you're going to be drawn to that. And he just wants to fill you to the fullness completely over and over and over again. God wants to fill us with the Holy Spirit. There is a, a reality of being filled with the Holy Spirit. He wants to take the things out of our heart and our life that, that detract from who God is and fill us with the Spirit. He can't fill us with the Spirit if we have attitudes or if we have things in our heart that we're holding on to that are not God's plan for us, are not best for us. If, if we have those things in our heart and our life, God's Spirit can't fill us. And he can only go in as much as we let him. He can only reach down into the inner being if we call out to him and say, God, I give you permission to do that. I want you to do that. I want you to touch every part of my spirit and my life and my mind and who I am, my identity. He wants to fill us to the measure of the fullness of God. God's measure of the fullness is so much greater than mine. He wants to fill us so much that we have this overflow and it just keeps coming out. I mean, I kind of think the plan that God has for us that we are so filled with God's Spirit that we're constantly dripping. We're constantly leaking. We're constantly showing people God's Spirit and God's love and the beauty and the wonder of a relationship with Him that He just keeps filling us up. God doesn't just fill us up and then turn off the valve and and we go away. But he just wants to keep pouring out who he is so that we continue to be overflowed with his love and his hope and his joy and filled over and over again. You know, isn't it a great feeling when you look down at your car, you're on the highway and you look down and your gas gauge is full. Isn't that a nice feeling, full, you know? I mean, unless you just can't quite get over how much you just paid to put in it to make it full, you know. But once you get over that, isn't it a nice feeling to just look down at your gas gauge and 
it's full, you know? Uh, and then a nice feeling when we sense that everything's clear between us and God. Everything's confessed. Everything is, is, is given to God's best in our lives. We say, God, just please fill it up. Fill me up with your spirit. Fill me up with who you are and your truth. And what a, a precious feeling that is. The Holy Spirit wants to keep renewing. And the thing about the Holy Spirit is, is it doesn't, you know, we don't have to pay for it. It's like it's a continuous gift of God to refill us to the full measure of God. He just wants to keep pouring it in. And, and sometimes we get jostled and it comes out and maybe we, we, we feel kind of empty. But God knows that and he just wants to fill us again. Help us to sense his spirit. I'm trying to describe today this sense of being hungry for the filling of God's spirit. Saying, oh God, I need you. I want you. Please come to my life. Come to my spirit and fill me with who you are. Fill me now, as we sang earlier, a little bit earlier uh, this morning. The Holy Spirit refills, refills and, and renews us if we open ourselves to him. We can be filled over and over again. It's like my gas tank. Every time it goes out, I can fill it again. You just keep putting it in. And God wants to keep putting his spirit inside of, of us. You know, being on the road uses up what we have. Life can drain every one of us, and it does. You know, life depletes our resources. It takes from us. And God wants to renew that and refill that in each one of us. The Holy Spirit wants to keep that down. That song we sang earlier, I love that song, Holy Spirit, Rain Down. You know what it's like when it's been real dry outside and not like it's been this spring here, but you know in, in years where it's been dry for days and days and weeks and weeks and every day you go out and you look, it's blue sky and you're thinking, oh, there's a cloud. Maybe we're going to get a little rain today. And then the time when those clouds come in and it begins to rain and and how beautiful it is when the rain just comes down to replenish the earth and how precious that is. And I think of the same way that God wants His Holy Spirit to just come and rain down on each one of us to fill us with His Spirit to the measure of the, the fullness of God, to fill my inner being. You know, first the rain when it's dry just kind of hits the earth and gets it damp and wet and you know, as more rain comes and it soaks into the roots and into the dry ground and, and it just drinks it up and then it just keeps raining and then you have little puddles and, and you may even have a little uh, drainage that come out and, and it's just filling and filling and filling and that's what God wants to do. God's fullness in my heart and my spirit. God help me to sense that, I pray. Paul prayed this prayer in Ephesians chapter 3, and I'm praying this prayer for my life and for the life of our church that God would help us to experience his fullness, the wonder and the beauty of God raining down his spirit on us. In sometimes life that jostles us, you might even call it the weariness of life sometimes. Sometimes we get tired. 
Sometimes we might feel overwhelmed. Sometimes it feels like the tank is more closer to E than it is to be full. God wants to refill us with his spirit. The promise of the Holy Spirit is this, that God will speak to us. God will help us. His Holy Spirit promises to be there and to renew us if we are listening and we are watching to him. Look at this scripture in Romans chapter 8 verse 26. Listen to what God says about the renewing in our hearts. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know how to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. The Holy Spirit of God sees our weaknesses. He knows our weaknesses. He knows that we have weak times and weak points. Go back to that prior slide. Would you do that, please? Weariness, weakness. God knows that there are dry times in our lives, and he knows that we sometimes are are wrestling and we're struggling to sense, God, what are you saying to me and what do you want in my life? I feel that way, and I'm guessing most of you feel that way too. God knows about those times in our lives. And this verse in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, go on to that one back again. In the same way we have this promise in Romans, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. He knows where we're weak. He knows where we feel weary. He knows where we've been, as I said, jostled by the world. This is, and, and uh, I'm so thankful today that this is one of the roles of the Holy Spirit to understand my weaknesses. I haven't said that before in these weeks that we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, but one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to understand that I'm made of clay, to understand that I'm, I'm not complete yet, that there's a journey and a part of me that continually needs that filling of the Spirit to help me in that part of who I am and my life. And the Holy Spirit has promised that he's interceding for me. And there's something about the Holy Spirit that he is on my behalf. He's my attorney. He's, he's speaking for me. And he's, he's calling out things that I can't, I can't say and I don't understand. But they're deep within the Spirit of God who understands our deepest needs. And the Holy Spirit is interceding for me. And I can be thankful for that promise today that God knows what's going on in my heart and my life. I read from one song earlier, and I want to read from another, and it's my favorite Christmas song. If you guys are here on, on uh, Christmas Eve, you know every year I love to sing O Holy Night to end our service because of, I just love it. I love what it sounds, but I love the words of it. Let me read from a couple of thoughts in this great song, O Holy Night. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morning. Sometimes our world feels weary, my world feels weary, and I know sometimes yours does. You might even be here today and you say, today I'm tired, today I'm weary, today I'm, I, I, I feel like I'm weak. God already knows that. His Holy Spirit knows that. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. I'm so thankful for that today. Verse 2 says, He knows our need. To our weakness, He is no stranger. Oh, it's so true. God's Spirit already knows where we're at and everything going on in our life, and He's interceding for us. God knows our weakness. He's there to help us. In the same chapter, in the book of Romans, chapter 8, as this verse is just a little bit more, a few verses later, we read a 
another verse about uh, how Jesus is interceding for us. This in verse 26 specifically is about the Holy Spirit is interceding. But look in, in, uh, uh, in the next scripture about Jesus interceding for us. Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is interceding for us. So you have the promise of the Holy Spirit interceding for us. And you have the promise of Jesus at the right hand of God interceding for you today. That's his role right now. Jesus' role for the church today is that he is at the right hand of God the Father and he's watching us. And he's interceding for us. That whole idea of interceding is a mystery. How is it that Jesus intercedes for me? Somehow he knows me. He cares about me. He knows the plan of the Father. And Jesus is interceding for you and I today. And his Holy Spirit is interceding. God has what we need. And, and uh, he knows where we live. He knows what's going on. And he knows our, our weakness. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, Paul was wrestling with again the weakness that he felt and Paul had a physical problem and maybe other problems too but in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 you have these words would you go to that passage please chapter 12 verse 9 but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness you know right there you have those two things together the sufficient grace of God but also the weakness that we have, that God knows our weakness, but he has what we need. God understands when we're struggling. He understands when we fail. He understands when we face something that's difficult. He knows that, and he can help us in his power if we trust him and listen to him. It's not my strength. It's the strength of God and the Holy Spirit that sees me and understands me. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm thankful for that today. He will help you in your weakness. He will help you when you call out to Him. That's the difference. That's, that's the difference between the enemy of your soul and the Spirit of God. You see, the enemy of your soul wants to find your weakness and destroy you. The enemy of your soul sees when you are struggling and you're hurting and he wants to take that and he wants to, to, to use that against you to discourage you and to cause you to lose your faith and to, to cause you to walk away from the voice of the Holy Spirit and God. He'll do anything he can to take your weakness and destroy you. But boy, this picture we read in Ephesians chapter 3 and these other places are the picture of, of God's Spirit. He wants to take your weakness and he wants to help you with it. He wants to help you through it. He wants to make sure that you get past the point in your life that you're so weak and you're so weary or you're so tired and he wants to help build your spirit. The difference between the enemy of your life and the Holy Spirit. What a difference. The Holy Spirit will not try to take it and discourage you or take it and criticize you or take it and knock you down your weakness. The Holy Spirit will call you to the fullness of of Jesus in your life to help you to do what's right. He'll help you with temptation. See, the the enemy wants to take your weakness, your temptation. He wants to use that against you. Whatever it is that you feel tempted by in your life and you know it's not in God's plan for your life, your enemy wants to take that. He wants to exploit that. And he wants to make you feel like you, you can't overcome it. You're beaten. You're a failure. 
and God can't do anything with you. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do about sin in your life and about temptation in your life. The Holy Spirit wants to take that and destroy you with it. And if you let him do that, he will just take you further and further and further away from the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit wants to take your failure. He wants to take your weakness. He wants to take your weariness. And he wants to say, I'm going to fill you with my spirit. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you to sense that my spirit can lift you up. My spirit can help you out. My spirit will help you. You feel that voice in your life telling you that you can't do it. And, and you're not worth it. And you can't overcome the hurts and the problems in your life. It's your enemy trying to take your weakness and destroy you. But God wants to fill you with his power. He wants to give you his help. But we have to listen to him. We have to choose to say, I will listen to God's spirit. I'm not going to listen to the enemy. I know the enemy's a liar. I know the enemy is the father of lies. And he will tell you anything and everything to exploit your weakness and destroy your soul. But God wants to take your weakness and give you his grace and his truth and his helpfulness. I'm so thankful today for the role of the Holy Spirit, of the oneness of God's Spirit in our lives and our hearts. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord God, help me to sense all three from your Spirit that wants to speak to me. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit working together for my good. See, God is working together for your good. If you listen to the spirit of the enemy, you're going to hear discouragement, and you're going to hear negative, and you're going to hear self-pity, and you're going to hear this, this voice of hopelessness. That's what the enemy wants to do to you. It's like the opposite of the enemy is the Holy Spirit. The opposite of the voice of hopelessness is this voice of the Holy Spirit that Paul prays that we will be filled with. The truth, the Spirit of God, the love of Christ that is so amazing to know this love that surpasses knowledge. I'm thankful today for the oneness of the Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all three have a role today in helping you when you need to be filled with His Spirit. God the Father in heaven knows your life. He knows the future. The Son is interceding at the right hand of the Father. And the Holy Spirit today is here to speak to your heart and speak to your life. They're working together for your good. Hebrews chapter 4 invites us to come and uh, receive from God. Receive from God the truth of what he wants to say to us. Hebrews chapter 4 reminds us that there's a God who knows where we're at. He's a high priest, Jesus. It says in verse 14, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven. That's our high priest, Jesus. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. We do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Think about that. He's our high priest. 
God invites us to come to him with confidence or boldness, the translation says. We can come to God with those things in our life that deplete us and we'll find his grace and his help. I'm so thankful for that spirit of God who loves us and cares so deeply about what we feel and what we're experiencing and and who we are. God's Holy Spirit wants to fill us with his spirit today. Would you stand with me and I want to read from verse 20 of chapter 3 in Ephesians. And I want to give you another little piece of this, uh, this prayer of Paul. First, to understand of God's incredible, glorious riches. And that God wants to fill your inner being. God wants to, uh, you to know his love. If you know the love of God, you really do. I don't mean you know this term, the love of God, but I mean... When you, you sense that there's a God who made you, who loves you. Oh, it's so deep that you would grasp how wide and long and high and deep this love is that God has. If you do, you open your spirit. He can fill you to the measure of the fullness of God. Oh, he can fill you up. God, fill us up today. Fill me up today. God, you know what I feel. You know what I sense. And you can fill me today. I pray, oh God, help us to see your spirit for who it is. Touch us, I pray. He said, there's one last thing I wanted to say. It's from verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine... Paul, as he's concluding his prayer, comes to the point, he says, now I want to tell you something. He is able to do more than you can even ask him. He can do more than you you think he can. He can do more than you wish he can, and you hope he can. Paul says, immeasurably more. Man, that's an incredible description. According to his power that has worked within us. Again, it's not because we're capable of it. It's because his power in us is working. We have to receive. We have to be hungry. We have to open the stops, pull the plug, so that God can pour his spirit into us. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is within us. Oh God, it's my prayer today. Help me to be open to your spirit and your power as you speak to my heart and my life. God, as you see my weaknesses, you see when I feel weary, when you see that I'm not sure what to do, God, that you, who can do more than I can even imagine, help me today. I know he hears that prayer. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today that your Holy Spirit seize our hearts. You know what we need already ahead of time, God. I'm so thankful for that. Thankful, God, that you are watching us. You want to fill us with your glorious riches. Help us to seek that today. Help us to seek your guidance and your help in all that we do. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the great privilege of worshiping you and seeing the hand of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in our lives. Help us to seek him clearly, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. Pray you would sense God's Holy Spirit in your life, raining down, helping you, strengthening you with the fullness of the blessings of God. God bless. Have a good day.